receive you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to read to you from Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. A couple of verses here. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days. Praise God. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word. We believe it's going to have the impact that we prayed for tonight. May it be so in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Turn around somebody near you and just say hi. Hi. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to... I, I believe that tonight we, we have need of maintaining focus. Amen. There's a lot of distractions. Amen. Right now. Yes. And uh, there are many things that could easily sway us in our vision and focus. And that's why the preaching of the Word is so important for our lives. Because it is something that never changes. It's still the same in the midst of a crisis. Yes, it is. Still the same in the midst of a pandemic. It's still the same in the midst of advancements and revival and good times. Yes. And it's still the same in the midst in times of distress and, and, and uh, not seeing the things that maybe we hope to see and uh, lulls, if you will. It's still the same. The Word of God is still the same. Yes. And we need something that doesn't change. That's right. And so, uh, my thoughts the past few days, and I believe led by the Spirit of God, it's so easy in times like this for us to resort to asking God to uh, remove the circumstance Asking God to uh, supply peace in our lives. And I'm not reprimanding you for praying for peace. I've prayed for peace. I've prayed for peace this week. But if we will seek the will of God in our lives, if we will keep the center, if we will keep our life centered on God's will and purpose for us, if we will take care of keeping that center, the Lord will take care of the peripheral and the outskirts of peace and all the other stuff that we have need of. Amen. And so tonight, I preach with this in mind. Let's keep our focus. Amen. Now, We're talking about the church the past few weeks and tonight I wanted to to address 
uh, a reality that the field is ready. Yes. The harvest is ready. Yes, it is. And you say, how is that so? One of the things you can look at is the rapid changes that are happening in people right now. Uh, we, we have labored in the field for many years. And men better than us and women better than us have labored for longer than us. And with faith in their hearts, claiming the promises of God, the Lord gave them a harvest. Amen. It may have been a moderate harvest, but God gave them a harvest of souls. But the prophecy of Joel that we have read tonight, though it has been somewhat fulfilled, I stand on this promise tonight to proclaim that it has not received its full and complete fulfillment yet. Amen. It shall come to pass afterward. I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, young men shall see visions. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days. I believe there was a fulfillment of that, but I believe there is a fulfillment yet to come. And there is an increase even right now in the momentum of revival in the church around the world. We're seeing it. Many people are becoming more receptive to what does God have to say. And contributing factors to that include just the fact that God's Spirit is at work. We live in farm country, right? Farmers depend not just on the things that they can supply and the tools that they possess. But there must be sunshine. Right? Amen. And so nature provides the necessary ingredients for a bountiful harvest. Now, a farmer can do things that can limit his harvest. He can do things that may increase his harvest. But unless the sun shines, there will be no harvest. And God is providing in this hour, supernaturally, the sunshine of the Spirit that is preparing people's hearts for the gospel. I believe with all of my heart. There is something happening right now in the world. Yes, right. Not just in the church. But in the world. 
There is something happening in the environment, in the field. There is something happening that I didn't do and you didn't do. It is God's sovereign decision and He knows the timing and He knows that He is about to return and therefore He is doing what we cannot do. The Spirit of the Lord is at work preparing people for the revival and the harvest that God wants to send. These are transitional times. There is much change taking place. Things that we would never have dreamed have happened this year. We're doing things we didn't dream we would ever do. We're accepting things we didn't think we would ever accept. We are witnessing things we never thought we would see. Things are changing. And you know, there's something about it when things start to change, when things start to move, it's easier to move. You get, a, you get two or three people trying to push a car and that initial push, there's a lot of resistance. It's hard to get it going. But once it starts moving, it becomes easier. Amen. And turning a steering wheel when you're parked, when you're sitting still, is a bit difficult. But when you get some movement already happening, you can turn the steering wheel much easier. Does anybody remember when we didn't have power steering? Amen. <clears throat> yeah. And so... We live in transitional times. Change is happening all around us. People are willing to accept change. That bodes well for us as the church because we proclaim a message of change and transformation for their lives. And so I believe that God is preparing the harvest. Now, uh, I was reading Brother Kenneth Haney's uh, book, Latter-day Shepherds and Sheepfolds. And uh, he told a story that he was very connected to because his grandparents had gone as missionaries, uh, answered the call to missions to, and, and went to Japan, I believe. And, and, and at the end of World War II, after dropping those massive bombs, it brought the people of Japan to their knees in surrender. And we went in as an occupying force. Uh, and uh, they, they, had, they had served Buddha. And in their minds, Buddha had failed them. They thought that he would always give them victory. But in their minds, their God had failed. And General MacArthur recognized that when he got in there and began to work with those people to try to rebuild their lives. And so he issued a call for missionaries from the United States. He said they are ready. They are receptive. And he called for missionaries to come. Different Christian organizations sent missionaries. Apostolics sent a very small, very few. 
But the Catholic Church sent many. And the result was that today there are many, many, many Catholics in Japan. There, it was an open door. It was a season of receptiveness. And those that acted on it reaped the rewards of that striking while the iron top, if you will. And so, in John chapter 4 and verse 35... I want to give you a uh, I want to give you a New Testament account story illustration of the readiness of the harvest. I believe that Joel's words are going to be fulfilled and I believe it's going to happen in our day. Amen. It has already begun. And it's up to us to jump on this wave of what the Spirit is doing in preparing men's hearts. So uh, we can capitalize on it and be part of this great harvest of end time, incredible proportions, or we can not be Involved in it, but God's going to have somebody because it's going to happen. That's right. And I want to be involved in it. Yes, amen. So in John chapter 4 and verse 35, the Lord told his disciples, he taught them, he says, Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white. For harvest. Now we're familiar with that, right? We've heard that scripture many times. We can quote that scripture. Leave it up on the screen, Brother Blake. That is that that, that is very familiar to us. And we believe those words. Uh, I remember the Lord opening up something to me about that, and I'm sure he probably has opened that up to someone else, but I didn't get it from someone else. It just, the Lord, I was studying and praying and the Lord opened up to me this simple fact that four months always put you in the next season. Always. And we have a tendency to say, well, in another season, in another time, in another day. Come on, Pastor. In another generation. Yeah. In another revival. Another year. Say ye not. There are four months and then comes the harvest. Don't say that. So if we don't have to wait four months, that puts us in the season for the harvest. Yes. Right now. All right. That puts us in the season for revival. Now, while we're quite familiar with Jesus' words here and this 
snippet of teaching that we, uh, that, that in our minds we don't really have context to. We just remember that he said this thing. I want to show you the power of context here tonight in understanding what was happening. When Jesus spoke these words, he was just outside the city of Sychar. And Sychar is in Samaria. His disciples had gone to town to get some food. And Jesus had gone, Jesus had just met the woman at the well. You remember the Samaritan woman. The woman who had a messed up life. The woman who was seeking answers and found them in Jesus. Her encounter with Jesus was life transforming. It would change her life. Amen. Immediately. And Jesus just spent some time talking to her. Either win the souls is wise. Let me tell you, if you're going to win people to God, if you're going to reach them with the gospel, you've got to be willing to invest some time with them. That's right. And the Lord spent some time talking to her about her personal life. He spent some time talking to her, answering some spiritual questions. And, 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 and he treated her with a level of dignity that she no doubt was not used to receiving. Right. We could all learn from Jesus' example. Yes. Amen. And this was the first seed that Jesus ever planted in the heart of a Samaritan. And this woman was so moved by his compassion that when she returned to her village, she said, John 4 and 29, Brother Blake, 4 and 29, Brother Josh helping me out here. Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Question mark. Could this be the Christ, in other words? She was so enthusiastic and excited about what she had just experienced that when she went into the city and began to share what she had seen, what she had heard, what she had experienced, the people responded. And the entire village of Sychar went out to try to find Jesus. Can you imagine that? The whole city goes looking for Jesus. Now he's not there by the well where he had been right now. But I want you to see that from the moment that Jesus sowed his seed into the heart of that Samaritan woman to the time that he began to reap a harvest was only a matter of hours probably. That fast. And he just planted one seed. Right. But an entire city 
comes out. That's remarkable. It, it, it usually takes a long period of time to reap a large harvest, a sizable harvest. And, 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 and it's so with souls as it is with farming or anything else. But the entire village went out to meet Jesus. Now, get the picture here, all right? He's stopped by the well, sat on the well, talked with this Samaritan woman for a good long time, had this, this deep conversation, long conversation. Finally, his disciples are coming. She departs and goes into the city. And he goes to meet his disciples. And they are somewhere on the outskirts of the city. Perhaps along the roadside. Surrounded by fields. And from his words it seems likely that the disciples were standing and he was standing near a, a, a wheat field at the time of harvest. And Jesus was talking to his disciples. He's, he's just teaching them, okay? They may not know much of what went on or his conversation he had with a Samaritan woman. Uh, he's just teaching. And they are all ears. They are listening. Because... No one could teach like Jesus and they're just enthralled in his words and so caught up listening to his every word. And as he's speaking to his disciples, perhaps he is looking across their faces. They are so intently focused upon him they don't notice what is happening. But allow my imagination to, uh, to, to, to flow a little bit here tonight. My way of seeing it is in the midst of his teaching, they have no clue what's about to happen. But he's talking to them about the harvest. And probably while they're enthralled in his words and focused on him, they missed, neglected, did not see as multitudes of people are coming toward them Perhaps through the fields. Now, at least one commentator says that it was common in those days for workers to wear white garments. Can you imagine as they're listening to him teach and they're, you know, thinking about what he's saying. And all of a sudden he says to them, lift up your heads. Look on the fields. And they turn and look, and there is a sea of people, perhaps dressed in white, coming through the fields. They're white. They are ready for harvest. Now, he just planted one seed. 
blessing Jesus. It's going to take a whole lot more people to reap the harvest than it did to plant. Right. He's going to need some disciples who understand and are ready and are prepared. Right. I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight, God is about Amen. to send a revival. God is about to send a harvest. God is about to literally take the lid off and there is going to be an expansion, a growth, a manifest destiny of the church that's going to be revealed in yeah. us. Amen. If we walk with Him, if we stay true to Him, if we keep our prayer life where it needs to be and our focus where it needs to be, Amen. There is coming a moment. We're going to look up and there's going to be a harvest coming. We'll keep planting the seed. There have been folks that have planted seed for years. And I am telling you, some of them planted seeds years ago that did not see the harvest. But we are going to reap the harvest of the seeds they planted. And what we are going to see if we are willing and if we will open our eyes and if we will lift our heads in this hour is a field that is white. I'm not talking about rice and barley and beans and corn. and I'm talking about a harvest that is a harvest of souls. A harvest of people. God is calling us to, to stand on His Word. And those that believe, there's some things that only happen to those that look for it. Amen. Under those that look for his appearing, will he appear the second time? Amen. He's going to show up. Everybody's going to know it. Amen. But there's some that's going to be looking and they're going to be ready to join him when he comes. I believe there is a harvest. And if we are looking for the harvest, we're going to be able to join that harvest in this hour. Amen. Disciples, lift up your hands. Praise God. The fields are white. Yes, Lord. I could belabor this. I could go on for a while, but I feel in the Holy Ghost right now, amen, that the impact of the Spirit right now is ready to touch our hearts and to touch our minds and to do some transformational stuff within our hearts and minds tonight. Amen. Because God needs some disciples that are ready. He's going to have a harvest. Amen. Seeds are being planted. It's going to return. It's going to come back. Amen. But some disciples have got to lift their heads. Sometimes all we can see is what I'm going through. All I can see is what my personal experience is. All I can see is I knocked on the door and they got it shut in my face. All I can see is, 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 is man, we don't have time for all that stuff right now. We're just trying to survive. That is the mindset that sometimes envelops disciples. But the Lord is saying, listen to the Word of God. Listen to what I am showing you. And don't just hear, but lift up your eyes. Look beyond your little circumstance. Look beyond what you're facing right now. I've got something bigger. I've got something better. I've got something more glorious. You can be part of something much bigger than you. 
you. I'm going to tell you, my friends, that have lost their life but have gained their life with Christ in the past few weeks, I am telling you tonight, they lived their lives planning and believing there was going to be a harvest. Amen. They may not have seen it, but it's going to happen. Hallelujah. And we're here. And there's a reason we're here. It's because God has positioned us and put us in this place and put us in this hour. And He has given us a harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Can you imagine those disciples as they... All of a sudden, that command to make disciples that the Lord had given them kicks in. We got a job to do. (laughs) We're just not listening to stories on Wednesday night. Amen. We got a job to do. Yes, amen. Amen. It's you know nothing against all those things, but it's just not highlighter pens and circles and 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 writing in your journal about what the Bible says. Some point you got to lift up your head. Some point you got to lift up your eyes. That's right. And see what the Word is trying to get us to be able to see. Amen. Jesus said, Amen. Except you're born again of the water and the Spirit, you can't even see the kingdom of God. I am telling you, there is a Holy Ghost. Crossing right now telling us, lift up your head. There's some things God wants to show you. There's some things God wants to reveal to you. Amen. And it's not all just about Daniel's prophecies and stuff like that. Amen. The book of Revelation, that's all in there too. And that we could go down that road and it would take us back to the harvest and that great number that no man can number. But listen to even those words. It's a number that no man can number. You're trying to say, well, we might next year win five people to God. Maybe we'll baptize 15 people to God. It's a number that no man can number. God's got a harvest and He's trying to get us to lift up our heads and look on the fields because they are white. And the time is not next season. It's this season. It's now that God wants to do it. Hallelujah. They are white. Already to harvest. He goes on to teach. He said, He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. Amen. He said, I sent you to reap, verse 38, that whereon ye bestowed no labor. I, I'm, I promise you, that's what it says. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Am I trying to tell you just sit back and relax and don't work? No, I'm not telling you that. But I, I'm telling you, God is going to give us a harvest that's going to be beyond anything we ever labored for or worked for. If we are willing to lift up our eyes and believe the word of God, because he is preparing the hearts of men. This end time revival God's going to send is too big for one man, one church, one organization. This end time revival that God wants to send is too big for any building. This end time revival that God wants to send, amen, is going to take
tax our minds and how we're going to handle it. It's going to break nets. Amen. Somebody's got to get ready. Somebody's got to believe it's coming. Somebody's got to lift up their eyes and see. And, 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 and the Lord has said, I need some help. I need some folks that are willing. Amen. To yeah. make disciples and to reap this harvest that is white and ready even now. <laughs> reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye entered into their labors. Other men labored, and ye entered into their labors. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad it's not just solely dependent on me. I'm glad it's not just solely dependent on us. But I believe there has been something going on for a long time. As God has been using men and women. Amen. That we're seeking to do the will of God and pursue his purpose in their lives and cared about a lost world and prayed prayer after prayer, lived their lives as a witness. People like Brother and Sister Shelton and others that have gone on from our congregation that have left an impact in a community and planted seed in a community. And I'm telling you, we're going to enter into labors yes. of people that right. did not do what they did. We wasn't here when they did it. But I believe that God is doing something that is supernatural. And right now he's looking at us and he's saying, lift up your heads. There is a harvest that is ready. Amen. Our natural tendency in times like this is to see, and Brother Ryan, thank you for a couple of posts today that that I, I just believe was anointed in their timing, yes. lifting us beyond the negativity of our hour to realize there are good things happening even in the middle of all of this. That's right. And sometimes all we can see and talk about is all the junk that's happening, all the bad things, and all the folks that's just getting more vile and more violent and all of this stuff. Amen. But in the midst of all of this, God is speaking. Amen. It, 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 it was a pagan world. It was a, it was a world of pantheon of gods. They, they, they worshipped everything that it, it didn't even have to breathe. It didn't even have to be alive. It could be a stick. It could be a stone. They worshipped it in those days. But in the midst of that pagan society, amen, people were, would come to God. Cities would come to God. The apostles would reach entire uh, uh, regions and peoples and, and, and there was great revival that swept the world like wildfire in about a, in less than a hundred years and I am telling you I believe with all of my heart what's about to happen is going to be greater than what happened then it's going to be greater than what happened a little over a hundred years ago when Topeka Kansas and Azusa Street and all of that broke out I think that was just like one of those earthquake shakes that happens before the big one comes Amen. that just says get ready something may be about to happen here Amen. and it was prophesied a hundred years ago that about a hundred years later there would be one that would eclipse that I am telling you I believe it's getting ready to happen but we can't have a mindset that gets so focused and so myopic and so, so shut in that we don't realize and we lose our focus. And while God's purpose in this hour, the reason He's allowing some of this junk to happen is because it's getting the world ready. Amen. And if we'll be willing to receive that and lift up our eyes and say, you know what? 
It may be bad, but that's just making it better for the church. Amen. God is sending revival to us. That's what God is doing. Hallelujah. Don't think that your role in sowing seed is insignificant either. So I'll bring this to a close tonight. Now I know none of us is Jesus, but we have the Spirit of Christ in us. That's right. And He said, greater works than these shall ye do. Yes. He planted one seed and a whole city came out. One seed. Amen. One seed. Is there anybody here that believes you could win one soul? Yes. I'm not asking two or five or ten or a whole family or something. You, you believe that you, you, you have the potential to win one soul. Yes. What if that one soul you win fills up that whole side of the church? Mm. That's good. Amen. I think it may already be starting over here. Yes. <laughs> on Sunday morning. I yeah. think it may already be starting. We're, we're, we're filling up pews. Hey. It starts with one person. Yeah. One person. Well, I, I, I can't I can't do much. I, I, I don't I, I don't have a Bible college education. I I, I, I get confused sometimes when I read the newspaper, let alone reading the King James Bible. Oh, let me tell you something. You, if you have the Spirit of the Lord in you, and you will study to show yourself approved, it don't mean you have to be the brightest, sharpest right. tool in the toolbox. You, you just, 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 just study and get into God's Word and love His Word, fall in love with His Word, and fall in love with people, amen, that He loved enough to die for, Sometimes yeah. sometimes we don't value people like he valued them. If we valued them like he valued them, it would change our actions and our yes, perspective and everything. But I, I, I don't want to get too, too far down that road. And, and I'm, I'm not here to condemn any of us tonight. But I'm here to tell us, don't give up. Amen. Somebody's going to win one soul and they're going to fill up the whole side of the church. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody's going to win one young person and our youth group's going to be busting out the seams. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Not yesterday, not, you know, not, not, not in Brother Chuck Gray's day, not in, uh, I love that man. He, he, he was so much more than I'll ever be. But let me tell you something, it wasn't his day. It's going to be our day. Yes. It's going to be our day. That's right. Yes, Lord. That's right. Man, he was a yes, man of Lord. faith. Yes. He won a lot of people to God all over the world. Amen. But his day ain't nothing compared to ours. Right. The world is more ready now than Amen. it was then. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord Amen. has been working, preparing the world. And right now you think it's upheaval and chaos and, and everything, but actually it's the Spirit of the Lord that's hovering over and yeah. forming and shaping and pushing and, 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 and the earth is groaning under the weight of this thing. It's, it knows it needs God. Amen. And, and, and there, there's, you know, the pressure and the pushing sometimes 
man, I, I didn't know it'd be like this. I, I don't like this and I don't like it either. But I, at the same time, I'm not going to get hung up on berating it and, and, and beating a dead horse about how bad things are. Amen. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in the Word of God and I'm going to hear what the Lord says. And I'm going to believe that He gave me power to be a witness. Amen. And I'm believing that that witness is, is, is a, that, that my, my vision is too small. Amen. I'm going to get an Apostle Paul vision that says, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Spain. I'm going to the farthest reaches of my universe. I can do it. I can make it. Hey, somebody help me, he said. You folks over in Rome, I ain't even met you yet, but I need you to help me because I'm going to Rome. Amen. Ooh, if we'd get that kind of mentality amongst us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Get, get with somebody else. Amen. Maybe they sit on the other side of the church or across the aisle or something and say, hey, hey, I, I believe I can teach a Bible study. I believe I can bring somebody to a Bible study. Maybe, maybe I can, I'm not the teacher, but I can get somebody to one. But if I can find somebody to teach one, would you help me with that? Because I'm going to win somebody to God. I, 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 need, I need you to help me. I'm, I'm fixing to win somebody to God. Amen. Hadn't happened yet. Paul hadn't even met the Romans. He'd never been to Spain. But guess what? He, he had a vision. He said, I believe the, I believe the time is now. And we will get that same kind of mindset. I am telling you, we will fill this building up. God will help us. Amen. We will be busting at the seams. It is possible. It is not only possible. Amen. The Lord is saying, lift up your eyes. The field is wide. What are you waiting for? Amen. I need some workers. I need some helpers. I need somebody who's willing to get into the field. Amen. And it doesn't matter that you didn't get in right at the beginning. It doesn't matter that you wasn't a founding member of this church. It doesn't matter that you hadn't been here for 50 years. All it matters, you're entering into other people's labors. We're all entering into other people's labors. Just, just, just get in the harvest. Amen. Look, the fields are white. Lift up your heads tonight. Lift up your heads tonight. I, I, I know lift up your heads, your redemption draw. Now, I know the Lord's going to come and these old bodies are going to be redeemed and, and, and the, the pains of the flesh and the, 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 the sickness and all the things that afflict us and age and all that kind of stuff. We're going to be redeemed. Even the body's going to be redeemed one of these days. But my spirit is already, has already received that covering and, 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 and I, I have this promise that that if that same spirit be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, it's going to quicken your mortal body. Amen. But that's about the mortal body. I'm not talking about the mortal body tonight. Amen. I know. Lift up your head. Your redemption draws now. But what I'm talking about tonight is lift up your heads. There's a harvest. Before we get to the rapture, we got a world to win. Hallelujah. Before we get to that. Amen. Yeah, we're going to shout on the hills of glory. And I'll sing right along with you and shout with you. But I want to tell you tonight, for too long we have not shouted about the harvest. We have not shouted about what God's put right in front of our hands that we can have if we'll step into the field. We've got to get excited about the field. Hallelujah. Get excited about revival. Just like we get excited about the Lord's coming. Amen. I stand together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh no no more cotton. Oh Lord, do what only you can do in our hearts and our minds right now. 
I believe in the power of your word, Lord, but it's not my word because my word will return void, Lord. My stories and stuff will return void, but your word will not return void. God, I've preached your word tonight. Let it change our thinking. Let it change our affections. Let it change what we're looking at and looking for tonight until it affects our actions, our outlook, our thoughts. Everything about us is changed. We've got a purpose, Lord. We've got a cause that is greater than ourselves. And we turn to you right now, Lord. And we ask for that which we cannot do, Lord. We ask you to transform our hearts tonight. The power of the words that you spoke and you have spoken to us. Even now, Lord. Even now, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 If this message has impacted you, if this message has, has revived something in your spirit tonight. Don't come pat pastor on the back or, or brag on my preaching. Go reach for a lost soul. Yes, Lord. Go reach for a lost yes, soul. We have the power. We can do it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord thanks right now. Lord, we love you.